Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 975, and we'll look at Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Let's read the passage. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then he warned him to keep quiet. He was crying out all the more, have mercy on me, son of David. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, have courage, get up. He's calling for you. He threw off his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Then Jesus answered him, what do you want me to do for you? Rabboni, the blind man said to him, I want to see. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has saved you. Immediately he could see and began to follow Jesus on the road. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is giving us this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus. It began with the Galilean ministry, Jesus traveling throughout Galilee, teaching, healing, casting down demons, and he had several encounters with religious leaders while in Galilee. Then he had some visits to Gentile areas. Then we started the journey to Jerusalem. First, we had the Pharisees with this question about divorce. Then the blessing of the children. Then the rich young ruler. And through that, we saw the cost of discipleship. Then he talked about the rewards of discipleship. Then he gave his third prediction of his death. And Then James and John came with their request that they wanted to sit at his right and left hand when Jesus came into his glory. So now we're in Mark 10, starting with verse 46. They came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. So they're in Jericho. They've been probably coming down the east side of the Jordan River, and that's a popular route to go from Galilee to Jerusalem. Remember, it's the time of the Passover. That's why they're heading to Jerusalem for the Passover. So there would be a large crowd of pilgrims going this way. And so they're part of this giant mob heading to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And as you get down to the Sea of Galilee, you then cross across the Jordan River. And then it's about five miles to the city of Jericho. Jericho's... 15 miles as the crow flies northeast of Jerusalem, but it's about 21 miles by road. So they're not that far, but they are in Judea now. So they came to Jericho, and now they're leaving Jericho. And at the city gate, apparently, he's there with his disciples, the 12, and a large crowd, because this is the crowd of pilgrims heading to Jerusalem. Matthew paints a picture of these crowds have gotten quite excited about Jesus along the way. That the idea of Jesus going to Jerusalem to do something and be something is becoming a popular thing with this crowd heading to Jerusalem. And they encounter Bartimaeus. Now, it says Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. Bar means son. Bar Timaeus son of Timaeus, and he's a blind beggar sitting alongside the road. Now, it's interesting that Mark gives us the name Bartimaeus. 
In fact, this is the only place in the Gospel of Mark that you see somebody who Jesus healed given a name. Now, back in chapter 5, we saw the synagogue ruler Jairus. His daughter was raised from the dead. But nowhere else does Mark actually name somebody who was healed. And is this just a detail that Mark happens to include? Or is it possible that Bartimaeus becomes a disciple of Jesus and then is fairly well known by the early church in Palestine? Could be that a lot of people know Bartimaeus or know of Bartimaeus personally. And that's why Mark includes his name here. Verse 47. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, we don't see son of David much. In fact, this is the only place in Mark that we see son of David. Luke includes the title son of David twice. Matthew has it nine times. And it has to do with what's that mean? Well, to the Jews, it meant something. David was the premier ruler of Israel. And the idea was the Messiah would be a descendant of David and would then rule on David's throne to take up where David left off to be the, the new ruler of the nation of Israel, to restore Israel to what it was under David or even more. And so son of David meant something to the Jews. Matthew was writing to a Jewish audience primarily where Mark and Luke primarily writing to a Gentile audience, where Son of David wouldn't have a lot of meaning to them. Verse 48, many warned him to keep quiet. but He was crying out all the more, have mercy on me, Son of David. So apparently he's creating quite a scene there. He is pretty excited that Jesus is there, and he wants to be healed. And so he's trying to get noticed. It's not like he can run up to Jesus. He's blind. And he's along the side of the road begging, hoping people will give him. And it's probably a good time of the year to receive alms, help from people passing by because of the large crowd going to Jerusalem. But he hears it's Jesus, and so he's trying to get Jesus' attention. But the crowd saying, quiet down, you're creating a ruckus here. Verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man and said to him, have courage, get up, he's calling for you. He threw off his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. So Jesus hears him calling out, Son of David, have mercy on me, and decides to stop and have mercy on him. So the crowd goes from saying, quiet down, quiet down, to have courage, get up. He's calling for you. Now, have courage, some translations say, cheer up. And, and that's a good translation there. Have courage, uh, cheer up. Things are looking up for you. So he threw off his coat jumped up and came to Jesus. This shows the eagerness of him coming to Jesus. Verse 51, Then Jesus answered him, What do you want me to do for you? Now we think, this is a silly question. Here's a blind man saying, Have mercy on me. And Jesus said, Well, what is it you really want? It should be fairly obvious to the casual observer what this man wants. But Jesus presses him, Okay, you need to say it. What do you really want? And actually, notice this is the exact same answer he gave to James and John, the previous section, when they came to him and said, we want you to do something for us. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? And they say, we want to be on your right and left when you come into your glory. 
Jesus asked, what do you want me to do? Rabboni, the blind man, said to him, I want to see. Now, often we see rabbi, and, and this is basically just an extended form of rabbi to more accurately would be like my rabbi, my teacher, my master. And he gives the answer, I want to see, I want to be healed. Verse 52, Jesus said to him, go, your faith has saved you. Immediately he could see and began to follow Jesus on the road. So notice it's faith is involved here. He says, your faith has saved you. Now, some translations say your faith has healed you. This word can be translated either way, saved or healed. So which is right? I think they're probably both right. And maybe Mark is purposely using this word that it's both of these things. He's healed in that he receives his sight, but he's also saved in that he receives salvation from the Lord. Does he become a follower of Jesus? It says immediately he could see and began to follow Jesus on the road. There's a couple of ways you can take this. In fact, some translations say exactly this, follow Jesus on the road. Christian Standard, New American Standard, the NIV, the New Living Translation, they all say that. The ESV says, follow Jesus on the way. Is there a difference there? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Some translations, like the King James says, follow Jesus in the way. That's a Tyndall and Young's literal translation say that. And so what's the intention here by Mark? Does he mean Bartimaeus follows Jesus as they're going down the road, as one of the pilgrims now going to Jerusalem, because now he can go and make an offering at the temple in gratitude for receiving his sight. Or he's following Jesus now as a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. And should we translate this as road or way? That word gets translated a variety of ways. It gets translated as road, path, direction, journey, way. In Acts chapter 9, talk about followers of the way, meaning Christianity. So is that something that Mark intends here? Because remember, that would be popular terminology by the time Mark writes this gospel. Does Mark actually mean he became a follower of Jesus in the way? word translated as on can also be translated as in. So there are different ways this can be translated. And so what's Mark actually intend? I suspect it just means as they're going down the road, he followed them down the road. But I think also more than just followed as part of the pilgrim, I think he probably became a believer because Jesus specifically points out his faith and that he does become a disciple of Jesus. So this is the last healing in the Gospel of Mark. It's not quite the last miracle because we'll have the cursing of the fig tree outside of Jerusalem. That'll actually be the final miracle. But this is pretty much the end of the journey to Jerusalem. Because next time we'll actually be at the gates to Jerusalem. And that will actually begin the final week of Jesus's life. As you look at the layout of Mark's gospel. Chapters 1 through 6 were the Galilean ministry, and then chapters 7 and 8, roughly, were the Gentile ministry. Chapters 9 and 10, basically this journey to Jerusalem. So then chapters 11 through 16 are this final week of Jesus's life. 
where chapters 11 through 13 are basically Sunday to Wednesday. Chapter 14 is mostly Thursday. Chapter 15, basically Friday. And then chapter 16 will be Sunday, the resurrection. So the biggest event of the gospel, which takes up a whole third of the gospel, is this final week of Jesus' life. And, and that is the most important part of it. So we've had all the, the background, the Galilean ministry, the Gentile ministry, this journey to Jerusalem. We've had a lot of teaching. We'll have a lot more teaching here in this final week also, but it's all leading up to the big event, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.